The Lord began to speak to me probably about a week ago about the specific of what he, what he wanted me to share in this particular message. They've given me a backup, praise God. Y'all hear me? Cool. He began to speak to me about the specifics of this particular day, this message. And um, I feel compelled to say to different individuals, really everyone, but certainly specific individuals, that there is help from heaven for you in areas that you have not yet considered. It was Jesus that when he entered into his earthly ministry, he found himself being led by the Holy Spirit to be baptized in water that he might fulfill all righteousness. And when he's baptized in water, he comes up out of the Jordan River. The Father speaks out of heaven and says, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. The Holy Spirit descends on him in the form of a dove. We see a, a demonstration of the Godhead right there. And then immediately after fulfilling all righteousness by doing this, is what he told John. The Spirit led him into the wilderness, really drove him to the wilderness that he might face and have an encounter with Satan for a number of reasons, but one of the main reasons was for our benefit. To show us how to overcome in every situation. But while Jesus was in the wilderness, something so powerful happened that sometimes it gets overlooked. That after fasting for 40 days, that's a month and 10 days, y'all. I've been on a lot of 21-day fasts, but a 40-day fast, that's a whole different realm. And after fasting and spending time alone with the Father and dealing with some things in His humanity, the Bible says that angels came and ministered to Him. Even Jesus needed the ministry of angels. Even Jesus needed help from heaven. Fast forward to the closing of his earthly ministry. He finds himself in the garden of Gethsemane. And he's on his knees seeking the Lord. And he has drank the cup of sin. He never sinned, but he became sin for us. And took all the sins of the world, past, present, and future upon him. And he's done this. And the scripture says that while he was in that garden that angels came and ministered to him. So if Jesus' natural earthly man needed help from heaven, then we shouldn't feel bad knowing that we need help from heaven. And I look around this room today and I know there are many of you cleaving to promises from God, making confessions, speaking life, standing your ground, with a, with a bulldog type determination that you grabbed hold to the, to the hem and you're not going to let go. But you know there's something, a missing element in your life and I believe the Holy Spirit said to tell you that there's help coming from heaven on behalf of the needs and the issues and the promises you're claiming. Answers are coming on the heels of those promises. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise because there's help from heaven. Now, go to Acts chapter 5, and let's get into this together. And by the way, I'm only wearing these because they match my coat. Oh, oh they're faith glasses. They help me read, too. It's kind of wild. Uh, Acts chapter 5, verse 12. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. That still happens, by the way. 
They were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord. That's a blessing. Multitudes of both men and women. So that they brought the sick into the streets. This is one of those incredible verses of Scripture. Laid them on the beds and couches that it... At least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on them. Let me just interject something right here. This was not Peter putting on his website that if you can, I'm coming through town, if you can get in my shadow as I walk by, you're going to get your miracle. This is the faith and the expectation of people. If I can just get in the presence of that anointing, I can receive my breakthrough. These are people with radical faith that are believing for themselves and nobody else's doubt is going to stop them from believing God and receiving from God. Is anybody glad that you can operate in your own faith in God and that you don't have to be moved by what others are doing or are not doing? I mean, I want everybody to believe, but if I find myself in Doubtsville... I'm so grateful to know that I have the gift of faith that was imparted to me from the Lord and I can use my faith and I can believe with it and I can receive from it. I want to speak to some radical people today that are believing to receive some things that only God can do it. And you're in an only God can do it kind of atmosphere. Ah, Look at someone and grin. Show them all your teeth. Now verse 16 says, Also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. Then the high priest rose up, and all those who were with him, which is in the sect of the Sadducees, and they were filled with indignation, and laid their hands on the apostles to put them in the common prison. But at night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, Go stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of life. Or to speak to them, the New King James actually says, All the words of this life. Meaning, the words of the life in the way of the kingdom. It was nighttime. It looked impossible. It looked like what God wanted to do with them in the next season was not going to happen. And it looked like that culture and religion would shut these men down. And nighttime references references and represents many different things. One of the things it represents and references is, is darkness. And Another thing that parallels darkness is ignorance, meaning a lack of knowing. And the Lord had brought them there to bring light to that region that they might be able to share the way of His love, the way of His power, the way of His goodness. And when it looked like man would stop it, when it looked like the enemy would be able to stop it, God said, no, I'm sending ministering spirits I'm sending some of mine. I'm sending help from heaven. And it may be impossible, but it's not with me. My angels are going to change this whole situation. Look at it one more time in that 
mindset at night. Maybe you feel like you're in a nighttime situation. Maybe you feel like things are dark around you. Maybe you feel like you have faced a situation that it is... It doesn't make any sense how that anything about it is going to change. It seems like it's been that way a long time. It seems to be getting worse, but not better. But suddenly, 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 suddenly. It might have been Pastor Parsley that mentioned it either during the camp meeting or at some other point. That suddenly God will come. Suddenly ministering spirits, ministry from the Holy Spirit, ministry of angels. Suddenly a release of God's goodness can come into a situation of darkness. And turn the stadium lights on. The angel Lord opened the prison doors and brought them all out. And nobody could stop it. And it wasn't like he drug his feet about it. Wham! It all changed. One moment they're bound, the next moment they're free. Somebody under the sound of my voice listening to me in some capacity. You're in a situation right now that it's suddenly going to change. Darkness is going to give way to life. And as it happens, you're going to have the opportunity to tell somebody else in a darkness and in their situation about the light that has come to your life that has rescued you and raised you up. I've come to announce today there is hell from heaven available for this house. I have never preached this message before. It is for such a time as this. It is for the people of SRC. You've sown a mighty seed to touch many people. And God says heaven has been watching. And there's help coming. Smile at someone and say hallelujah. Help is coming. Help is coming. Help is coming. What do you need? What do you need? What do you need? Angels. Ministering spirits. Hebrews said that they are ministering spirits sent forth to minister to we who are the heirs of salvation. How many of you are not part of that barely saved so-called crowd? Oh, I'm going to say it again. I don't think you understood me. How many of you are not part of that barely saved? Say they say, but that's all they believe. Because that's all they want. But you're part of that group that believes you are a child of God. You have been born again. And you are an heir of the Father. Ministering spirits have an assignment to help us. I believe everybody, under the sound of my voice, has an angel. Assigned to your life. Having observed some of you, some of you probably need a quartet. If you ever need an ensemble or maybe an orchestra of angels. <laughs> I won't elaborate too much on that. But I, but, but I know they are with us. I believe there are angels all in this room. Yeah, I, I believe that. I believe there are angels sitting on the side stairwells. I believe there are angels on this platform. I believe there are angels watching to see what we will anticipate, what we are willing to expect, what we're willing to get into, what we're willing to be part of, what we're willing to give place to. Is there anybody in this place? You don't only want your breakthrough, but you want to give place to breakthrough and become an instrument of breakthrough. Not only in good situations, but in other situations, things happen with angels. Lot, because of a selfishness issue, he chose a place called Sodom and Gomorrah to 
to take he and his family in his journey toward not being led by his heart, but being led by what he thought was more beneficial for him. He winds up in a place he should have never been. He pitched his tent, the scripture says, towards Sodom. When he got there, he found out that Sodom and Gomorrah was a messed up place. One of the things about it, it was a very unthankful place. Where people get unthankful, they can become very immoral. Unthankfulness leads to immorality. Ungratefulness, unthankfulness leads to immorality. You didn't just get up one day and say, I was born some way. No, you gave place to something by an ungrateful, unthankful spirit. And you gave place to demon spirits. But there's a Holy Spirit that can set you free from demon spirits. That's good news. So you don't have to live bound. And you don't have to be bound. And you don't have to remain bound. Everybody shout, this is a freedom place. <laughs> Two angels were sent to Sodom and Gomorrah after Abraham interceded for that city. Most of you know that their immorality had gotten so crazy. And you know it's gotten crazy when as good as sex is where the opposite sex is not enough. Sex is also a spiritual thing. And some people, they just, they don't get it. They don't, they don't understand oneness. They don't understand connectivity. They don't understand intimacy. It's way more than a, what's the age we have in this room? It, let's just say it this way. It's way more than a, cl a climactic moment. Let me just say it just as PG-13 as I possibly can. Two angels are sent because Abraham has pleaded for the salvation of Sodom and Gomorrah because he knows he's got family there. When you love your family, when you love, when you got people that you love, it's hard to give up on them even when they make bad choices and they go places where they shouldn't go and they wind up becoming what they never should have become. And even though they're very much a liability to you. But Abraham remembered God told him to get up out of Ur of the Chaldees and to, to leave all that, but he brought Lot with him. So when you bring somebody with you, that's going to be an opportunity to use your faith. When you bring somebody with you, you should have left behind. What about Lot? God could took care of Lot. But now Abraham, I love Abraham because Abraham did not shuck his responsibility and say, let the fool die in, in, in Sodom and Gomorrah. Just let them die. Just let them all die. We are the church of the living God. We are the body of Christ. We don't want the drug culture to die. We don't, want, we, don't, we don't want the good old boy and the good old gal that don't cuss and chew and run with them who do. Hallelujah, hallelujah, but are just as messed up as the drug culture in a different way to die. Listen, I've seen God set too many lesbians and homosexuals and adulterers and fornicators and hypocrites and liars and gossips. Oh, I was doing real good as long as I said homosexuality and lesbianism. But when I said tongue wagging... But he can set all those free. When I look at who I was, when I met the master in my brokenness, he brought me out of so much. If you only knew how far the Lord has brought me, if you only knew the depths of Satan he brought me out of. You don't understand why I have a hard time giving up on people. 
I'm not the preacher trying to preach people into hell. I want to plunder hell and populate heaven. They need a solid rock. Two angels are sent by God. And they come in. And when they come in, it's all business. They come in and say, Lot, get your family. You about to, you got to leave. It was getting, it was getting dark. Darkness was coming. Lot knew the, his community. He knew his region. He knew the, the demonic spirits, really. He didn't know to call it a demonic spirit, but he knew the lusts that gripped that, that city and that region. And he wanted to get these men off the streets because he knew what goes on in that place. And he brings them into his house. But the men in the community, the spirits of darkness that drove their lives, motivated them to try to come and even seduce angels. This is in your Bible in the book of Genesis if you want to read that sometime. If you've never heard this story. Many of you are very familiar with it. Some of you have never read that part of the Bible. But it's in the Bible. And these men come in. And they, the, the angels. And they are going to stay in Lot's house. But the next morning they got to get out of the city. When, when daylight comes they got to get out of the city. But those men came to the house of Lot. Yes. To rape these angels. The men of the city came to sodomize two angels. I don't know that they knew they were angels, but they knew they were men and they knew they were new men that they had not known. I want to say something right here. This is proof that lust cannot be satisfied. Because they ain't no telling what all they've been doing with each other, but now they got some new stuff. I want to say right now, you need to hear me. If I can get raw and love you, look, I'm not going to back away from the truth. I cannot be politically correct in 2019. I don't want to be a jerk for Jesus, and I don't want to be Holy Ghost Junior. But we cannot back up and let people that are broken believe a lie. You're not going to go to hell on my watch, and you don't have to die on my watch if you'll let me tell you about a God who loves you. And has sent angelic help to bring you out today. If you want it. If you want it. Yes, this is different than what I thought this was going to be. What are you laughing for? I'm laughing because the truth will prevail. I'm laughing because there are some people that are hurting, living behind lies, living behind more than 50 shades of gray or whatever, and they're living behind a lot of things, and they, they just really are longing for truth. But if they listen to the people around them that they have surrounded themselves with, they will not pursue truth. But the beautiful thing about truth is, truth will hunt you down. Truth will love you up. Truth will come and find you. Truth is light that illuminates darkness. And so... The men go to beating on the door. I don't really understand Lot, but, but, but I can't condemn him too hard because we see the depths that Satan had vexed his righteous soul. How that living in a place and being around an atmosphere that he shouldn't have been around had so lowered his standards and so smitten his heart of any kind of knowing of right things to do that he was willing. He begged the guys to please leave. Don't mess with these, these men. 
And then he offered his daughters. It's in the Bible. Now look, I don't have daughters. But I would not only not let anybody, just anybody, have my daughters to appease their lust, which I started to say a few minutes ago, this is proof that lust can't be satisfied. When you've been with everything else and you think too new will be what you've really been looking for. See, I'm not mocking anybody. Can you finally see the lie of the devil in that? Can, can you finally? It, the towel's jerked off of him. Can you finally see the lie of the devil in that? That there's never going to be an end of lust until light gives place to truth and truth gives place to light and you embrace truth which will lead you to grace and a new beginning and a freedom that you no longer have to live in a broken identity nor do you have to live in a life of shame that always has to try to explain why I am the way that I am so that people will accept me. Whew. I can't tell you how good it is to know who you are in Christ. I really, sweetie, I want, I want everybody to like me to some degree and I want everybody to love me. But if they've just decided they're not going to love me and they're not going like, to like me, they can get over it. They can deal with it. I ain't going to lose no sleep over it. I don't snub people. I don't, I, don't, I don't snub people due to their ethnicity. I value people's difference. I don't snub people based on how much they're worth or how much they're not worth. I've wrapped my arms around more people that smelt like they hadn't had a bath in so long. I'm not sure if they knew what the word bath meant. But they were broken and they were hurting. I've, I've reached out to all different kinds of people. Why, why, why would I do that? Because I know who I am in Christ. And I know what He can do for them. And the only difference between me and them is Him. Ladies and gentlemen, he's standing, he's standing on the 17th hole. He just tapped in for a par. Shonda Makora, Shonda Makora, Shonda Makora. Little, little, little sort of soft Pentecostal response. Ooh, ba 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 ba. The angel said, get in the house, Lot. Pulled him back in the house, Lot. Bless your heart, man. You lost your mind. You want to give up your daughters. You ain't giving up nothing. You've already given up enough. And the angel just and made everybody in that city. They went blind. A blindness. A blind anointing. <laughs> That's a different kind of anointing. A blind anointing. Come across every one of them. And now they can't, they can't see. And they're stumbling around. For the first time, maybe ever, some of them are seeing what their life is like, period. Natural blindness gave them a picture of how blind they were spiritually. Are you hearing what I'm saying? At the appropriate time, not far, uh, not far away from that time, that two angels say, come on, we've got, we got to get out of the town now, get out of the city now. God's judged this place and the response of His judgment is going to take place. But remember, God would have spared it for ten righteous. That's as far as Abraham took it. What if, what if, what if he had said, well, how about five? I guess he got ashamed of himself at ten. I mean, you keep, how much do you have to Jew God down? No offense on the Jew word there. How far do you have to pull, pull him down? But <laughs> quickly they begin to exit. 
He and his daughters. And he takes his wife out with him. But she's got a problem. More than lot, her heart's there. Her heart's in a place it shouldn't have been. Gosh, I wasn't going to spend time on this text, y'all. I did not come intentionally to talk about this. But now that I'm talking about this, I cannot not talk about it. We're not condemning anyone, but we're not going to limit the potential of the Holy Spirit to convict hearts and arrest hearts and set people free. They begin, when they begin to leave that city, God got them to a certain distance away by the use of ministry of angels. Help from heaven got them out of there. Judgment could not fall on Sodom and Gomorrah until His people got out. That's a picture of the rapture of the church, by the way. Took Him, took, took, took him out and got Him away, and then the judgment of God began to fall. But the sad thing is, things that didn't have to happen Happened because Sot, uh, Lot's, Sot's, Sot's life, Lot's wife, it's a Sot's life. Ow! It's a Sot's life. It was really Lot's wife. It really was. That was for an absolute, that was new. I think it's on you, brother. It just kind of, it's loose in the house. She turns and she looks back toward that city. And the angels have strictly said, don't look back. Get out of this place and don't look back. If you look back, you might go back. Get out of this place and don't look back. She disobeyed God. I know we live in the time where people think they can disobey all authority and get by with it. But she disobeyed God, and when she looked back, the Bible says she became a pillar of salt. Is he a God of love? Yes, he is. He's a God of love that's so long-suffering, it's scary. About the time you think he's unreasonable, you have no idea the amount of long-suffering he has given over all of us. Amen? Those angels got him out. Angels did it. Help from heaven was able to spare Lot and his daughters. Help from heaven could have changed that whole city. But only a few of them were willing to respond. And here's the thing. The prayers of Abraham brought that heavenly help. So your fasting and your prayers and the things that you have done to give place to, to, to break through in this community. Believe in God. Because some of you got, maybe you got a family member that's strung out on drugs right now. Maybe you got someone that you love that you raised up in this church. And maybe they're now living in some sort of alternative lifestyle. And you don't even know where it came from. How could this happen? Maybe they've given over to something that it doesn't make any sense. And the devil would say, it's just too bad. It's just too far gone. But the Lord says, no, 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 no. I've got an investment in them as well. I have heard your Christ. I have seen your prayers. I didn't just start hearing them. I've heard them. The Lord says to tell some of you, I've heard your cries for many seasons. And I believe the Lord would further nudge me to say, I'm waiting on them to give me an opening with their spirit. I'm waiting on them just to give me a slight opening with their spirit. Oh, I'm out, I am out of time. Sort of. 
iPad just cut off? <laughs> there you are. Cut them back on, big boy. Hallelujah. Get your neighbor say hallelujah. Put an R on it. Put an R on it. Uh, Matthew 18, real quick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let, me, let me bypass a few things. Matthew chapter 18, verse 10. Jesus said, take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that in heaven their angels, their angels, their angels. So, I'm, lo I'm lost. You believe I have an angel? Might be the reason why you're still breathing. I'm a backslider. I quit God and told him I'd never be back. Well, that's not the first stupid thing you ever said. I got mercy for you. You said the other stupid thing. That's amongst the most stupid thing you've ever said. Don't shout me down. Y'all mighty quiet in here. I didn't stutter when I said it. But it's not the only stupid thing you said. But I believe it, 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 it's angelic help that's even made sure you're in this atmosphere today or watching right now by live stream. I say to you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. Get this picture in your mind. That angels are watching God. About you. They're not just watching you. They're watching God. Because they want to please Him. They know how much He loves you. They know how much He loves you because they know what Jesus did. They can't experience what Jesus did like what we can because angels can never be redeemed by the blood of the Lamb like what we can. But those angels are watching like listening, ready to hear the voice of their leader, to hear the voice of their Creator, waiting on the Lord to say, go now and meet that need. Go now and deliver them. Go now and answer that prayer. Go now and bring them out. Go now and stop that wreck. Go now and save them from that tornado. Go now and stop them from overdosing and killing themselves. Go now and stop. Go now and help them. Go now and bring to them. Go now and provide for them. Go now and deliver them. Shout yes in this room. Hallelujah to the Lamb. You got the Holy Ghost and you've got angels. You've got the help of heaven. They always see my Father who's in heaven. And then that verse, for the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. Look, I'm, you're very important. But if they stared at you very long, they'd say to hell with a lot of us. Yeah. Yeah. They would. I believe if angels just looked at people, they'd say, forget that mess. God mockers. God gamers. I'm not, of course, I'm not talking about any of y'all. I'm just speaking. I'm serious. I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about big picture. I'm a big picture preacher. I know I'm at SRC this morning, but I'm not trying to single anybody out. That's the Holy Spirit's job. But angels would probably just say, forget it. Because sometimes we're so fickle. Sometimes. I mean, sometimes we just all over the place. But the one who knows us better than anybody, they're watching him. And they're, they're ready to go and move on areas of need in our lives. One more place. I'm giving you about half of this, but that's, that's okay. And I don't feel undue pressure. I just I don't want to I don't want to pa preach past the moment.
You're, you know, by the way, you, have, you, know, you actually have a right to be tired. <laughs> you do. I'm not tired at all. I watched y'all work this week. <laughs> I'm not used to it. <laughs> I'm not used to being, you know, busy. Go, 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 go. I, I sit here this week and let you pour oil on me. And you poured it all over me. And uh, so, I don't believe uh, you've lost the anointing uh, because you're not all standing on top of the pews. I also know that what I'm about to share right now that culminates everything I've tried to say so far is going to bring answers to different ones of you that you needed to hear. Acts chapter 12. Acts 12, and I'm almost done. I'm not really sure what almost done means, but I'm, I'm, I'm learning. I'm growing. You're so cute. You're allowed seven closings. Finally in closing. What does that mean? Mama, what does that mean? Shut up, boy. It don't mean nothing when he's preaching. Hush. <laughs> Referencing Bishop Raglan, of course. Bob, Bob Percy preached two hours in here. Thursday night, I looked at my watch and what did I see? But my watch looking back at me and said, Lord, how mercy. He done been preaching an hour and a half. No, 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 no. Hour and 45 minutes. No. It was two hours. And I thought, whatever you do, don't quit. And Perry Stone preached a short sermon. Because uh, he only preached about an hour and 25 minutes. Uh, and that's a trim down for Perry Stone. Uh, and I'm here today uh, as I conclude this message of the everlasting gospel. Praise the Lord. And I'm going to prove that I can get it done in less than two hours. I don't even know what time I started. It don't matter. That's my sequel book. I wrote It All Matters. Part two, just for preachers only. Time. It don't matter. <laughs> okay, all right. That's, thank you, Pastor. Acts 12. Let me, let me read some, some scriptures. Now, about the time, verse 1. About the time Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some of the church. Look at your neighbor and say, he's just so crazy. He's so crazy. He's crazy. He's a nut, but he's screwed on the right boat. Praise the Lord. Verse 1 again. One more time. Now about that time, Herod, the king, stretched out his hand to harass some of the church. Hmm. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. Well, James was a giant. Because he saw that it pleased the Jews, like a dog with rabies, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of the, unleavened, the Feast of Unleavened Bread. So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. When they put you behind four squads of soldiers, you done tow their nerves up. They tow up from the flow up over Peter's influence. 
for the kingdom. Verse 5, Peter was therefore kept in prison. But constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. All these anti-church people, you don't need the church people. Shut your mouth. I love the church. I'm grateful for the church. I need the church. I'm part of the church. The reason why you don't think you need the church is you're an island in the stream. That is all you are. Nothing in between. You are so dead wrong. I'm not Dolly Parton, but I just nailed your tail. We need the church. Are you grateful that you are part of the family of God? And when you don't know how you're going to make it, and even though you love God and you're weak, you got people that won't write you off. They'll pray for you. They'll love you. They call you. They stand with you. They come to your rescue. That's the kind of church SRC is. One of the reasons why I love you so much. Peter was kept in prison. Constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Verse 6, when Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping. Huh. Now, two, This is a totally different spin on this message today. But i got to touch this. In Peter's situation, you got pretty good peace in your heart when you know you could be dying in the morning. But you're sleeping. Now, he, I'm sure that was a very anointed snore, too. Talking about Peter. He's asleep between two soldiers with chains on him. And the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now, behold, an angel. Don't let anybody talk you out of believing that there are angels on assignment on behalf of your life and that the angels of God encamp around about those who reverence and honor and fear God. Look up here at me and smile and say, I have angelic help. Come on, I'm looking to see who's got enough guts to say it and mean it. Look up here and say, I have angelic help. Number three, I'm going to say it the third time. I got a lot of participation in somebody like that. I don't know if I do or not. I promise you do. I promise you do. Everybody say, I have angelic help. A couple of you still didn't see it. You say, I got, I, got, I got good vision. I'm a hunter. And so I can see in the shadows pretty good. Which has been detrimental to a few bucks along the way. Which is another sermon for another time. So I'm going I'm to I'm 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 get away from that. But. Look at me, look at me, look at me. I'll get out in a minute. Come out, come out. Look at me and say, hey, preacher. Say, Brother Chris, you have angels. You have an angel, an angelic assignment for your life. I need to hear that too. He struck Simon Peter on the side and raised him up. Get up, quick. Angels never say, take your time. It's all right. Take a chill pill. No big deal. If angels come, it's time to get it in gear. Get up quickly. Arise quickly. 
And he, let me just illustrate it. Let's illustrate it real quick. He's getting up. He, he, he's got chains on him. He stands up. <laughs> chains fall off. Nobody seems to notice. So nobody seems to see what's going on. He's trying to get his shoes on. If it had been us, we'd been trying to get dressed, you know. Well, don't shout me down while I'm preaching good. <laughs> you know, you're, trying, you're coming out, you know, angel smokes you on the side, and you're, you're, trying, you're, try, you're trying to get ready to leave, you know. He didn't give you no time, man. You still got morning breath. God, I hope I got some certs to come or something, you know. Pastor, you're still, I know, probably I am. But he, he begins following that angel, and he goes through one level of guard. And another level of guard. And Peter believes he's dreaming, the Bible says. What a dream, man. I hope I don't wake up from this. Because this is a great dream. I could possibly die in the morning. This is a great dream. This is a this is this is this is good. And he keeps he's the angels just walking him right out. And when he gets to the fourth level of captivity toward the outside of it, because he's come from the inner part to the outer part. They get to the gate of the city and the city gate opens of its own accord. That angel came into that dark situation and brought Peter out because the church, we still need him. We still need him. He's our leader and we still need him. He's God's anointed and we still need him. He's standing there and the night air is blowing through his hair. What kind of great dream this is only to realize. I'm awake. This is not a dream. And he goes to a house where they have a prayer meeting going on. And he comes to the door. He's the object of the prayer meeting, by the way. Knocks on the door and... Rhoda comes to the door. She says, it's Simon Peter, let me in. She goes, ah! And she runs back to the people that are having the prayer meeting and says, it's Simon Peter. He's at the door. And here's what they said. You've lost your mind. There's no way it's Simon Peter. Wait a minute. Aren't we having a prayer meeting believing God to deliver our leader back to us? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. We're having a prayer meeting, but there ain't no need to get crazy with this thing. (laughs) But the great thing about God is you don't always have to take your greatest level of faith. The old song used to say, faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. Faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. You don't always need a whole lot. Just use what you got. And what little that they used got Peter out of that bound situation, delivered him for them. (laughs) Finally, they come to the door and realize Rhoda ain't wrong. Rhoda isn't wrong. Rhoda told the truth. Here's what I see in my spirit now. It's 12.03. Billy. I. Today I don't see Simon Peter between soldiers in the, inner, in, in, in the inner prison. I now understand why I had to stay on the Sodom and Gomorrah thing for a little bit. Because Sodom and Gomorrah doesn't just represent homosexuality. 
really, um, it, it represents a lot of different bondages, I, I, I would say, in this message today, even though it was not my intent to really even stay there. I was going to brush right through it with my intentions and my preparation, I thought, and just mention how the angels went into a wicked place and got God's people out. But I had to deal a little bit with the wickedness because we live in an hour where people are justifying things. And when you've been taught that sin is your choice and it's, you have a right for that and it, that God doesn't have an issue with it and, and that people who do have an issue with it are just narrow-minded pinheads. Now, folks, the truth is God's the one who takes issue with sin. Listen, God takes issue with sin because sin breaks fellowship. God takes issue with sin because sin steals from His people. Sin is the opposite of an obedience that says, Lord, what do you want? I have let sin lead me in my times past into things that were all about Chris and they all but destroyed me. But when I begin to make choices toward the Lord and say, Lord, I'm not letting my crazy flesh dominate my life anymore. I yield myself to you. What sin had stolen from me, righteousness was able to give it back to me and give me more. Because righteousness is not a disadvantage. It is an advantage to your life. I see today in this place, not Simon Peter between chained and bound between soldiers, but I see a son. That's on drugs. A daughter on alcohol. I see someone that you love live in a way that's totally in rebellion against the things of God. Chained and bound in captivity. And you've carried on in this conference like you didn't have a care in the world. Some of you got some people that you love so much that takes all the faith you can muster just to not allow it to zap your victory because you're so broken hearted over rebellion that you're dealing with. Sin's rebellion in the lives of people that you love that are near and dear to you. But I feel compelled to say today that the chains that are binding your loved one, angels are coming. Angels are coming and he's going to strike them on the side, but he's not going to beat them down. He's going to awaken them to righteousness and the love of Jesus is going to lift them out of the bondage of darkness in their life. Somebody's, you need to hear me. I say it prophetically. A phone call's coming. Daddy, I want to talk. Daddy, I need to talk to you about something. I need to speak with you about something. Daddy, something's happened. I mean, some of you got some love and they said, don't even talk to me about God. I don't want to hear about God. I'm not interested. But why? Because they're bound. They're in the dark. They're in a culture that promotes their bondage. And they're behind a lot of levels of captivity. But angels know how to bring them out. And I say, angels, go! Go. I really believe 
someone listen to me, you're going to hear, sweetheart, I know I told you I don't love you anymore. I know I told you I'm leaving. I know I've told you that I'm not in love anymore. I know I said a lot of bad things to you, but something's happened. Something's happened. I've been touched. It's like I woke up. It's like I've been awakened. It's like my eyes have come open. It's like I'm seeing things in a different way. I want to come home. I want to come home. I want to come home. It's, and the thing about it is, it can't be that easy. What's easy about that? There's nothing about that that's easy. It takes a God thing to do it. It takes supernatural help to do it. But heaven wants you to know, I have never set up a life that was ever intended for you to ever do life without me. I've got all the help you need. The Lord wants you, the Holy Spirit wants you to know that all the help you need is not only available, He wants to release it. He's been watching you. He's been listening to you. He has seen your fastings. He has seen your desire. He has seen your passion. He sees your empathy. Your empathy that love strong. Some of you have had to make some tough love choices. You've had to say some things that ripped your heart out because it was about someone that you loved. But you knew if you became a person that contributed to the situation that you would be part of the reason why they never came out of the dark. But the chains are coming off and they're coming out of bondage and freedom is coming because there's help from heaven on behalf of you. Stand up everybody. Ah, all I know is this whole thing has shifted today. Contrary to what I had planned. And that's alright. Because it is for the benefit of the ones that need it today. Help from heaven. You know what I'm hearing, I'm hearing the Lord say? It's not too bad. It is, it, he's not making light of the darkness. But it's not too bad that I can't change it. And it's not too broken that I can't fix it. And it's not too nasty that I can't clean it. And it's not too dark that I can't illuminate it. And it's not too far gone that I can't make it recover. He's the God of restoration, recovery, breakthrough, transformation, regeneration. There was a time in my life I was so self-centered. Well, I could hide it too, man. So I'm not bluffed out too quick by hiders. I could hide that self-centeredness. I hid it behind a hospitable country boy personality. If I'd let it shown, the culture I was raised around would sort of slap me around. But I was so self-centered on the inside. It was all about me, man. And there's no worse way to live than like that. I mean, there's no worse sin than that, really. Because self-centeredness can wind up in any kind of behavior. Yeah. See, today, I've addressed more than behaviors. I've, I've addressed how that there's help from heaven to break the chains of sin. And when the chains of sin are broken and there's an awakening to righteousness... The behaviors will change. Man, I don't want, we're not, this is, this is a great church. This is not the church that says it don't matter if you're right or not, just look right. Now, we're not a bunch of hypocrites. And the Lord doesn't want us to fake it. 
He wants us so free. He wants us so whole. And if he could take a country boy from just up the road, I don't get to say that many times, but a country boy from just up the road that was so self-centered and transformed my life and caused me to love God and caused me to love people like I do. Not against my will, but in accordance to my yielding. Then there's nothing so broken in this room or under the sound of my voice that he can't fix. That's why I don't judge you. God Almighty, I'm not qualified to judge anybody like that. But I don't cut you any slack over that devil that's in your life. And there's help from heaven to drive out the enemy and to fill you with the wonderfulness of Jesus. You know what I love about Jesus besides everything? Is that he would take a service like this and cause us to act like everybody in this room is the exact focus of this message. Wow. When it may be a handful. And we that love God are so grateful because we know what it's like to have been there. And we know what it's like to have been that family member. And we know what it's like to have been that person standing in the gap and holding on to the horns of the altar and, and, and taking up the hedge and trusting God and believing God and battling unbelief because the circumstances are up in your face and we know how it feels. And for a word like that to come from the Lord, how that there's help from heaven, we're all so grateful that we get to be in an atmosphere that's about to do for you what He's done for us.